People are fascinating and I believe that everyone has a story to tell of their travels, hobbies, passions and experiences. I want to get those stories told so they can entertain, inspire and showcase the amazing talents of people and giving you, the listener, food for thought. My guests have taken risks, put themselves out there, created businesses or taken their passion to the next level. I feel very privileged and honoured to tell all those stories in my All About You podcast. Enjoy the conversation. Welcome to the All About You podcast. And today I'm speaking with Jason Faust, composer, performer and creative director and founder of Astral Voyage from the Florida in the US. As well, Brian will be joining us, who is a returning guest, and he is the Director of Operations at Astral Voyage. So Jason and Brian, welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having us. Thank you. So Jason, let's start at the very beginning. So what was your upbringing in respect of music and starting to play musical instruments? Yes, so from the time I was very, very young, my mother would play some fantastic music for me to hear and be inspired by artists like James Taylor, Kenny Loggins, um, Earth, Wind & Fire. I would hear these artists when I was pretty much a baby and greatly sparked my interest in wanting to get involved in music. Um, My mother is also a singer for fun, so it inspired me to join the choir when I was around eight years old in elementary school. And uh, that's where I began singing. And then from there, I started to pick up instruments like the guitar was first, then the clarinet. And I would say the instrument that I gravitated towards most when I was young was the trumpet. Um, When I was uh, 13, I I fell in love with the trumpet as a child. It was um, a really beautiful journey. And that's where I really began my deep musical journey with jazz starting to play in big bands and, you know, small groups, starting my own groups, and uh, it kind of all continued from there. Let's talk about Astral Voyage. How did the idea come up and how did you start putting that together? Sure. So it actually, the idea for Astral Voyage sparked from a very tragic experience that happened to me um, in regard to my music. So... Coming back to the trumpet, I started to take it very seriously when I was in college. I went to the Florida State University studying jazz there. Just about after my second year of school, I was starting to experience some um, deep dental pain in my teeth, like um, sharpshooting nerve pains, and uh, it was affecting my ability to play. So I you know, started to go to see these dentists and figure out what was going on and it turned out I had to get all these surgeries and an implant and it basically led to a lot of damage in my mouth and I had to stop playing trumpet. I had to put it down. Um, it was quite devastating because that was my full artistry at the time. So, you know, it could have been very easy to just try to just take a different career path um, because that was the only instrument that I really knew how to play well. But there was something inside me that says no, that said, no, I, you know, I love music so much. What can I do to continue making music, you know, the focal point of my life? And that's where I started to pick up the piano. I was in school and I started to teach myself how to play the piano pretty much from scratch when I was about 21. I had about seven months or so to catch up with the rest of my classmates and, um, 
get back into the program, and I was luckily able to do so. And basically, learning how to play the piano gave me the tools to be able to start writing music and producing music. And it was a very big shifting moment for me uh, in my music career. So, you know, this story that I'm sharing really sparked Astro Voyage because it was a time where I was exploring my, you know, abilities as a composer. And, you know, when I was finishing my schooling uh, in college, I had an idea that kind of just sparked into my head. And I said, you know, I love, you know, horns, I, you know, trumpet was my life. I want to create an electric big band. And um, it was a big idea. There was a lot of moving parts involved, but I said, this is my dream. So um, when I finished school, I moved to New Orleans. And I started playing jazz out there, started to meet, you know, some awesome musicians, made some great friends, and a few of us formed a small little band. It was about, you know, a five-piece little jazz combo, and we called ourselves Astro Voyage. We started to play, you know, at these small little dive bars in the French Quarter, and, you know, things started to build, and we started to write our own original music. And basically from there, the main purpose of the group was to share, you know, positive, uplifting messages through the music that we create. And that's where I wrote the first ever sweet album that uh, we've created called Our Heart. And it's basically a seven song suite based on the seven chakras of the human spirit. And that's kind of where Astro Voyage originated in a nutshell. <laughs> Because I was going to ask you about the name Astral Voyage, where that came from. But just before we go on to that, the fact that you had these problems with your teeth, your career could have just been cut dead in that one moment. That must have been devastating physically, mentally, and for your future, your passion. How did you deal with that? Yes, it was... It was a whirlwind for sure. Um, in those moments, I mean, when it first happened, it hit me like a brick wall. Mm -hmm. The way that I got through it was really through realizing how much I love music. And when I was able to realize how much I love music and how much I couldn't live without it, I said, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to be able to continue playing music. I don't, you know, I don't care. I'm gonna go the full extra, you know, million miles I need to go. Um, and I just locked myself in a practice room every day, just hitting the piano, just trying to figure it out with, you know, the help of wonderful teachers and support of friends and family and my own support for myself, I was able to make it through that storm. It was a, uh, transformational turning poison into medicine type of thing that I had to just face and confront. You've got the name Astral Voyage, which to me is quite emotional and as you say, to do with the chakras. Are you quite a spiritual person? Yes, I am. A very spiritual person. I, I deeply believe in the concept of self-empowerment and individuality and taking responsible for, you know, one's own healing journey. That's what I definitely go by. I mean, this is the thing with music. We use music to celebrate. We use music when we're down. We use music when we want to pump it out in the gym. I mean, music is so powerful. 
I mean, if we think about the alphabet, we've got 26 letters, and you think of the songs, the articles, the books, the poetry. I don't know how many notes there are in music, but music, there's, there's music for everything, and we've all probably got on our phones now a playlist when we need to be pepped up, a playlist when we want to calm down. The power of music in healing is well documented. I think nobody will disregard how powerful music is for people's well-being and, and mental as well as physical health. So I love this idea that you've written this suite of music so one follows on from the other and it's a journey. Exactly. Where did that idea come from? I would say, you know, around the time that I was going through that hard moment with losing the trumpet was when I really started to explore my spirituality. And um, I was interested in things like, you know, um, Hindu texts and Buddhist texts and, you know, philosophies like that. And something I came across was this concept of the seven chakras. Um, and it also has a lot to do with colors, you know, the colors like Roji Bib of the rainbow. And um, it just stood out to me as something that is like a universal truth that I feel like a lot of people would benefit from knowing. It's not, you know, it's, it's much more well-known now than it used to be, but I feel like it's really this concept that allows people to explore their inner world. I, you know, in life, in society, the outer world is the focus, but I feel like, you know, a huge help to help people through their healing journeys is the inner world, and the chakras resemble that. I think this is absolutely fascinating, using the chakras in the body with the colour and the light. <laughs> and the power of music together. Yeah. Because music therapy is huge, isn't it? For all sorts of people. Very much so. You're originally from the US then, Jason. You're now in Valencia, so welcome to Valencia. Thank you. So what are you working on at the moment in respect of Astral Voyage here in Valencia? Yes, um, a few different things. So um, I'll share a little bit of a backstory first, and then I can share uh, what we're working on now. So uh, Valencia is actually a big part of Astro Voyages history. Back four or five years ago, um, I went to Berkeley Valencia for my master's after I lived in New Orleans. And my thesis project was turning the small group Astro Voyage into an electric big band, an electric orchestra. So um, when I started my thesis project, I reached out to about 20 or 30 of my classmates at Berkeley, and we formed uh, this electric big band. And, you know, the musicians were very, you know, very talented, uh, good vibe people. And we formed this awesome team. Um, and that's actually where I met Brian here. Uh, Brian and I were classmates at Berkeley Valencia in the same uh, master's program for production. We became friends pretty much at the beginning of the year. And I shared this idea with him that I wanted to do this big show for my thesis with a 40-piece international electric orchestra. And at first he was like, wow, that is a big task. But he's like, let's do it. I'm was, on board. I was going to say, Brian, did you think he'd lost the plot when he came up with this idea at the beginning? Um, yeah, it was, I mean, reflecting on it, it was, it's definitely uh, interesting, to, to say the least, the initial conversation. I mean, we had already kind of been 
buddies for for a while and he you know we, we ended up getting lunch or I think it was dinner one day and he was explaining this idea to me and I know I spoke about this briefly when it was just you and I having a conversation on the, the other uh, podcast that I was on but I had before Valencia my background was a little bit in touring and concert production and getting on you know the tour bus with signed artists and kind of hopping around and doing shows that had a proper budget to it and when Jason said I'm looking at 40 people on stage I'm thinking to myself oh my god like that's it almost seemed like overkill but I didn't want to discredit the idea because he was so serious about it he was like no I'm yeah like it's 40 people and I'm like yeah okay 40 people but what's what's the real number are we talking like 12 or 13 and he's like no i want to do 40 people and he, he proceeds to list out the entire section of all the band members needed and i'm thinking to myself at this fast food restaurant that we're sitting at at the time i'm thinking oh my god like this is a really really big idea and i kind of told him i was like do you know how difficult and expensive that's going to be and he was pretty set straight of saying well I, it's, it's, it has to happen. It's not, I want to make it happen. It, it might be able to happen. His mentality was there are missing pieces of the puzzle, but it's, it needs to happen by all costs. And I think that really kind of lit me up of saying, wow, okay, there, there's definitely a drive here. There's some idea here. And that was like the initial introduction of Astro Voyage that I got. And at the time in that conversation, I just said, yeah, sure, why not? It's a super, super, super crazy idea, but I, I love taking really, really big risks and, and trying to hit home runs. And I, I thought it was, you know, it's, I didn't know what I was getting myself into at the time, but here we are years, years later, and so I wouldn't have wanted it to, uh, to happen any other way. I guess this is the thing though, isn't it, Jason? You're the creative. And when you're creating, you're not thinking of the logistics and, you know, how many dollars or euros. Whereas you, Brian, on the operations side, you're immediately thinking, okay, space, how's it going to work? How do we get all these musicians working together when it's such a big group? So I guess the two of you, one is the dreamer and the other one is standing there with the pen and paper going, okay, let me write all this down and I'll try and sort of make sense of it. It's yin and yang. Yeah, exactly. that, that, that's, that's, that's great, I think. That's great. And between the two of you, you can sort of meet in the middle and get this going. So let's talk about some of these future projects. Is there anything you can share? Yes. So um, basically right now, um, we are in the process of reassembling uh, an Astro Voyage band in Valencia, you know, with a great killer group of musicians. So uh, we're assembling around a 10-piece band. Uh, that's going to be the core group. And from there, we're also planning on expanding it into a big band to do shows out here. So um, yeah, the goal is to just really reunite some older members of Astro Voyage with some newer members. You know, we have some people that are joining for the first time, some that have played a few shows with us, and some like Brian and others that have been with us since the beginning of the formation here in Valencia. So what sort of musicians are we talking about in, in the 12 piece you've got at the moment? Sure, so um, I would say, you know, a lot of the instrumentalists are very versed in jazz, funk, soul, and R&B. They have very, very good technical skills. They have very, very good ability to express themselves through their instruments. And they're also very professional. You know, they show up, they learn the music, they do a very good job. And the most important thing, they're good people. You know, they're a good vibe. I, you know, I feel like I can trust their professionalism and that they're going to bring, you know, a nice energy to the whole. 
So, you know, some members that have recently joined are people like um, Adrian Black, a fantastic American pop soul R&B vocalist. So he's going to be fronting the band for a lot of the songs, as well as uh, Carolina Arauz from Peru, uh, a dear friend that's been with Astro Voyage for years. She's going to be playing saxophone um, and many others. So we're very much looking forward to, you know, getting things going in a new way. I have to say, and I'm sure you two will agree, Valencia has got so much live music going on. I've, I've never known anything like it. And we've got so many different venues. I mean, we've got the Royal Opera House, the Palo de Musica, through to little tiny little restaurants who will do a, you know, a jam session on a Sunday afternoon. How have you found it for sort of trying to find venues for this type of thing? Yeah, actually, the way that I've been um, scoping out the venues is by showing up the jam sessions. So um, I've been attending uh, a jam session at this place called The Black Note, a um, very well-known venue here, every Wednesday. And it's been a really wonderful time. Great musicians come through, uh, a lot of funk, soul, and R&B music played. And I'll announce that um, that's, we're going to be where we're basically doing our first show. Uh, not with the full band, but... Um, I'm also a solo artist, so I'm going to be performing at the Black Note on June 14th with a smaller band, uh, and this is my first time performing with a band as a solo artist, as Jason Faust. So that's, you know, where we're going to be doing our first show at the Black Note. And from there, we want to expand to other places as well, too. You know, there are some awesome venues by the beach, like Fabrica del Hielo. Yeah, we just want to keep exploring the city and bring good music to, to the people here. Brian, as operations... What, what are you working on on a day-to-day basis? Are you sort of going around with, you know, pen and paper and scoping things out, the logistics? Yeah, I mean, I think the, well, I think the biggest thing with any kind of operate, operations is adaptability. There's going to be a lot of things and a lot of different variables that you can be pre- as prepared for as possible. Then there's also some layer of uncertainty that you have to be prepared for. And then black swan events like... Uh, something that might occur completely uh, out of the ordinary or abnormal. Maybe you have something chaotic happens and you have to be very quick on your feet to pivot to. Uh, to answer your question about what you need to do specifically towards you know these types of things uh, in regard to either the, the music industry or putting on a concert or a show like the, the two that we have coming up. I mean, it, it really depends. A lot of it is you know, making sure that the band is all organized, the band is well prepared and ready to go. That's usually on Jason's side because he's mainly in contact directly with the musicians, especially making sure that they're able to understand their parts, have everything that they need for, uh, you know, a rehearsal. But then leading up closer to the the dates as well, we need to really make sure that the venue has everything that we need. Uh, the, The performance space plays an enormous role in how that show is going to go. Uh, at, you know, at Astro Voyage, we've done massive shows that have been in, in theater and opera houses, and, uh, and then we've had done other shows as well that have been in very small DIY art spaces and boutiques, like uh, boutique galleries. Um, and those venues can you know, vary dramatically based on how much equipment do you have at the venue, what's the sound system look like, is there enough stage space? Uh, all of these things really impact with what we can do with, you know, how many players can we have? Uh, what can we do technically with the music, connecting all the computers, 
keyboards, synthesizers. Um, and of course, another big part of it is focusing on promotion as well, making sure that we can actually get people to come out. That has been an interesting challenge for us of recently to, uh, to make sure that we can bring an incredible musical experience to the Valencian community, not only for the local Spanish here, uh, but also the expat community as well. Uh, you know, there's a lot of creative people, entrepreneurial people who really want to get out and experience something incredible or unforgettable, especially if you're somebody that leans towards, uh, you know, the, uh, the connotation of, you know, having a human experience or having a more emotional connection or, or uh, a healing experience through music, then, you know, that's, that's what we really try to go ahead and bring to shows, uh, regardless of it, if it's a larger venue or something really small in DIY, we, all, we always try to make it happen no matter the cost. I think it's a very interesting point you said there, Brian. You know, you've all got experience of playing these huge venues, but then as you say, you're doing a lot of smaller ones as well. And it doesn't always have to be a gigantic auditorium to have a really good experience, because I think now some of the concerts are so big, you pay a lot of money and all you see is a screen because you are so far away but for me, the smaller venues, and I know the Black Note really, really well, I think it's a brilliant venue for me because it is so small. For you guys, I'm not sure it could be a complete nightmare, but it is a small, intimate venue. To me, that's my favorite. I mean, going to the huge stadium where you were dotting the distance is not for me. So it's interesting, isn't it? And would your type of program change whether you're doing a small venue or whether you're doing a great big venue Absolutely. the type of music it would definitely um, it makes a huge difference uh the venue space the people that will be coming i would say if we're doing something larger um the band would be larger because we would have more stage space and the choice of music would probably be more upbeat because when people go to these big concerts you know they want to dance they want to have mm -hmm. a good time in these smaller, more intimate spaces, I would say I would want the music to be a bit more meaningful and the message to be strong because it's an intimate environment. I would say that's the difference there. Mm. And I think that's exactly what it's going to be at the Black Note. So what's the date again, Jason? Yes, uh, June 14th. June 14th. Okay. So I'll make sure the podcast goes out well in advance of that so people can get their tickets. So what questions should I have asked you? Hmm. I guess I could talk a little bit about why I decided to return to Spain from the U.S. Um, because as of recently, that's been a big shift for my music and myself. So. Okay, so you originally, when well, you finished in Berkeley, in, in Valencia, you then went back to the U.S. and you were there for quite some time? Yes, so right from, from the time I graduated uh, Berkeley, Valencia, I moved to Los Angeles. And I was there for about four years, and it was quite the experience. I would say quite the opposite experience as to living in a place like Valencia. So um, there were some pretty crazy things that happened there. Um, I could share a little bit about it in regard to what happened for Astro Voyage and for myself. So yeah, I moved to LA, and it was a challenge. I mean, financially, it was a challenge you know, finding my community there, you know, there's not a whole lot of community in LA. Everyone's very much in their own lane, focused on their grind, and that's about it. So, you know, I had a handful of close friends, 
and I was really focused on the music and working and teaching. Um, but what happened was, you know, I, I moved to LA right um, at the end of 2019, and then the pandemic hit. So, you know, the whole world went into lockdown. Um, but what happened was, Astro Voyage kind of became this little mini virtual band on Instagram. Uh, we started to create these little mini-series, um, and the most successful was this mini-series called Funky Fridays. So basically, um, every Friday, we became like a weekly production house. Everyone in their house is just recording their parts, getting it all over to me and Brian, and we had to piece it all together in a week. And it was basically these little one-minute shorts um, of a different configuration of Astroboard musicians playing some type of, you know, cool little piece. And it became a really big success for our fan base. People loved it. So they were looking forward to every Friday when the next Funky Friday would come out. And that basically built and led up to a big virtual concert that we did called Liftoff. And it was basically the launch of Astro Voyage, you know, in the virtual space in terms of the release of our music. And we did a one hour concert involving, you know, different bands from different parts of the world as this kind of long uh, one-hour event. And, you know, everybody tuned in. It was this nice, you know, gathering of people internationally. And it was basically the kickoff of, you know, everything that has been happening since then. So from there, basically, we created a physical studio space, Astroboard Studios. Um, I had the pleasure of teaming up with uh, a colleague that I met there, someone that decided to, you know, team up with me. He was the businessman to create an actual physical studio. So we built out a studio in LA. We started to get clients in, um, and it kind of became this vehicle for us to be able to start supporting the artistic endeavors, you know, with what's needed um, in terms of a business. So you know, basically, that all started to happen, and um, after a while. It started to become exhausting. The whole LA grind, lack of enjoyment. You know, in the United States, in general, not everybody, but there's this lack of living life. You know, sitting out at the cafe for three or four hours and just letting the time go by, that doesn't really happen very much. If people meet, they meet for a certain amount of time and they're off to the next thing. And for me, it became exhausting and I, I, I realized that living in a place like LA is the opposite of what I want for my life. So as I started to realize this, I said to myself, well, what do I want? And just at the top of 2023, I, you know, I came back to Spain just to visit and I started to eat the food again. I started to, you know, hang out with close friends like Brian. And I said, I miss this place. Um, I want to move back. So within about you know three or four months, I basically sold everything I owned, packed up my whole house, and I left. And um, I would say one of the main reasons I decided to come back to Spain, and specifically Valencia, was because European culture in general, Europe, people of Europe, appreciate art so much more for what it is not for the glitz and glamour not for the celebrity for what it actually is and that's to emotionally impact people you know on a deep inner level and i realized that my music 
really fits and suits you know the people of Europe more at least for now so that's why I'm here you know I'm here to you know spread my music throughout Europe and see where it goes I mean Jason that is an incredible story thank you particularly if we just go back a bit on there during the pandemic it's amazing and I really believe in a lot of areas people will push probably five years in the future because they may have had these marinating plans about putting something online or you know website but so many people okay the only option I've got at the moment is to put everything online and and you did this with your musicians everyone's in their own house doing their own thing and then sending it over I mean Funky Fridays I mean I love that I anything with funky in the title gets my vote <laughs> can, I, can I show you one Real quick, and put it on the. You might be able to pick it up on the the microphone here okay. if anyone's listening, just so that you have a reference. So here is one. Absolutely brilliant, and we'll, we'll get a link to that video because we've got all the musicians with it, they're all in their bedrooms, their kitchens, wherever their bathrooms apparently it was really good for acoustics, wasn't it? And that is such a brilliant idea. Yeah. And there are stories, I mean, I know Carly even know one of my favorite, Pop Princess. She literally ordered equipment from Amazon, got her crew to talk her through setting it up, put a duvet over her head in her wardrobe and, and laid down some tracks. So the way that people thought, okay, what can we do? Let's, let's do it online and coordinating all of that must have been a complete nightmare. But I think that pushed everybody, you know, probably five years ahead with what they were doing. But it's interesting when you're saying about life in LA in respect of art and culture. Here we have a huge music, cultural art, drama, book, poetry, you name it, we've got it here, loads of it. So it's interesting you contrasting sort of Valencia or Europe in respect of LA. So do you feel a bit more at peace now you're back in Valencia? My heart is full. Oh really? I feel very happy with the decision to come back here. I feel like I'm living my life now versus uh, just working. It's a huge difference. I mean, that is so nice to hear. I mean, you guys are back together again after starting your you know, initial training together at Berkeley, and now you're you're pushing forward with Astral Voyage, but here in Valencia. Yes. Yeah. We'll include all the links. We've got the concert at the Black Note. I definitely will be there. Great. And welcome back to Valencia, Jason, and good luck for the future with Astral Voyage and whatever the future holds for the for the band. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Thank you.